1: Good Tuesday morning and welcome into the Bruce Hooley show. Jack Windsor, editor in chief of the Ohio Press Network behind the microphone today. Thank you for listening and um, lots to talk about today. Did you watch the Republican U.S. Senate debate last night? If you didn't, I believe there is a replay available on NBC4I.com. That's nbc number four, i.com, Ohio's Republican U.S. Senate debate. Watch the replay. Uh, Just under an hour, you can uh, hear Secretary Frank LaRose, Trump-endorsed businessman Bernie Marino, and Ohio Senator Matt Dolan talk about a plethora of issues. Um, The first thing they talked about was the border issue, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today actually secretary of state frank larose will be here at eleven thirty-five to talk with us what he thinks about last night's debate how he think it went how he thinks it went um and what's next so um can't wait to hear from frank on that uh i'm interested in your take though if you want to give us a call 844-TALK-989-844-825-5989 what stood out For you, I'll tell you one of the things that stood out for me was hearing Frank LaRose unapologetically say, look, we're going to go after um, these Mexican drug cartels. And if the Mexican government wants to join us in that cause, great. If not, we'll do it all on our own and and we'll just exterminate them. We'll take care of them because of the issues uh, surrounding what's going on at the border. Not only is it open, but um, the fentanyl that's coming in. Is is killing Americans. So uh, I'll talk to Frank about that because he took some flack from his other two uh, competitors on that answer. um, New Hampshire primaries today. So we're going to find out tonight. Nikki Haley wanted a two person race. Nikki Haley has a two person race. If I were a betting man and I'm not, I would say that Donald Trump's going to win tonight by about 20 points. And then what? Then what happens? Or what if Nikki Haley does win or if she comes close, then what? I think that there is an issue that we need to talk about and it's really crying over it spilled milk more now than anything, but it's this issue of wasteful spending and Steve Bannon who hosts uh, the podcast, the war room, he routinely has people like Donald Trump and J.D. Vance and other prominent political figures on. He was talking uh, just the other day about this issue of a Republican primary and what it means. And so uh, I'm going to go to cut seven here. I think I think Bannon is probably channeling some of my frustrations regarding this whole process. So cut seven. Two
2: hundred fifty million dollars. Not spent for securing elections, not spent for election integrity, not spent on get out the vote, not spent on any of the logistics or infrastructure you need to have a sweeping victory for the House, the Senate governorships, state legislatures, and of course the standard bearer Donald J Trump, none of that. these vanity projects and and even darker and deeper the moneyed class, the lords of easy money on Wall Street, the tech oligarchs, all the chamber of commerce, all these. Uh, Republican establishment that DeSantis just summed up right there. They all want to hang around the rim now. They all want to con- they want to continue with Nikki and make her viable somehow. Not-
1: and to me that is the crisis of the moment. The money that has been spent to prop up a candidate that really has no chance. When you look back to 2020, I'm going to keep coming back to this because we're going to have the second iteration of it in 2024. In 2020, there was a secret operation, and it involved Democrats, Republicans, big tech, and these folks had one mission, and that was to get Donald J. Trump out of the White House and install another candidate, ended up being Joe Biden. And so as we look at 2024, are there things that could have been shored up? Election integrity, campaigning against the... Marxists On the left, those are the things that could have absorbed these dollars that are now being spent on Nikki Haley and who knows what else. But I think it really begs the question. And uh, we may hear from Vivek here in a moment. He gave a couple of very impassioned talks last night in New Hampshire on the eve of the primary. But it begs the question, the people who are propping up Ron DeSantis Nikki Haley, are they the same people who opposed Donald Trump in 2020 and really um, fed the campaign that resulted in his loss? Um, I don't know the answer to that. I can tell you that. Vivek believes (laughs) that we are in a war and it does involve what he would call the permanent state. This is Vivek Ramaswamy with former president Donald Trump by his side last night in New Hampshire, uh cut three. Oh, we love you, man. I love you back. It's good to be back here. We will speak the truth and get this
0: done. We are in the middle of a war in this country. It's not between black and white or even between most Democrats and Republicans. It is between those of us who love this country and a fringe minority who hates the United States of America and what we stand for. Between the permanent state and the everyday citizen, and right now we need a commander in chief who will lead us to victory in this war. That is this man standing right here.
1: Love and hate the permanent state versus the voting population of the United States, and he brings up a salient point. And he kind of he sounds a little Reagan esque there. I remember Ronald Reagan giving a speech one time saying this isn't about Democrat versus Republican. This is about good versus evil. And I think we're there. Some of you can scoff at me, and that's fine. Some of you scoff at me anyway. Um, I I do believe this is good versus evil. I believe Marxism is evil. Uh, I believe Marxism ignores the self-interest of the people who are really going to end up being in power and in control over your lives Um, and, and doesn't demonize those folks. But the Marxists are definitely willing to point to the self-interest involved in capitalism and call it evil. Uh, listen, if it weren't for capitalism, we'd still be living in caves. And if it uh, is up to the Marxists, some of them really wouldn't care if you lived in caves, they really wouldn't. They wouldn't care if you lived in caves, they wouldn't care if you had to share your home with some illegal immigrant. You don't believe me. I don't know if you caught this yesterday, but, uh, City of Naperville, which is outside of Illinois, this is their city councilman. You know They're cussing and discussing this issue of illegals coming to Illinois and, and Chicago and greater Chicago area. And uh, there's really a move afoot even among Democratic leaders across the country uh, or elected officials. I don't want to call them leaders. Uh, elected officials that are saying, look, we need to tamp down the influx of illegals across our border – but uh, not not Naperville City Councilman Josh McBroom. Uh, you are not going to believe this. Uh, go to cut eleven here. This is Naperville City Councilman Josh
2: McBroom. I do know that there is a lot of people that do care, and I I think we live in a compassionate community. Um, so you know, before we go down the road of you know doing what you know following suit on some of these other cities are taking action on. Um, you know, my, my idea would be, let's let's find out. Let's find out who's willing to help. You know, so, you know, we do hear from constituents on both sides of this. What are we going to do to preemptively stop this? And then we hear from people that tell us we should do more. So, you know, we do have a, a, a very affluent community, a lot of big homes. And um, what I'd like to do is direct staff to create a sign-up sheet. So, you know, for individuals that would be willing to house migrant families. Um, And if there's people that would do that, God bless them. Um, So if we could raise raise awareness in that way, um, I think we need to find out. I think we need to find out who would be willing to house migrant families. And uh, so that that would be my new business. I'd be looking for, you know, support from from the dais. Any questions, discussion, happy to have that.
1: Yeah, I've got a question. Are you full on with the World Economic Forum?
2: You will own nothing and be happy about it.
1: (laughs) I mean, can you hear it already? Look, we're pretty affluent. You've got a big house over there. Pass around the sign-up sheet. And you know what comes next? The same stuff we endured during COVID. You anti-vaxxer, evil, non-mask wearer. What are you doing? This is for the good of the community. This is for the good of the collective. What do you mean you're not going to house that illegal family? They're here for the American dream. (laughs) Oh, man. those That's the ideology, folks. That's the ideology that we're up against. Not even uh, necessarily exclusively on the Democratic side of the aisle. There are Republicans. There are trans-Republicans. They're really Democrats. They're really Marxists. They pretend to be Republicans to get your votes, so that they can do the things to usher in this Marxism. We're going to talk about more of that next. Stay tuned. 98.9 FM, The Answer. Hey, are you looking for a lucrative side hustle, an opportunity to turn a small amount of money into a towering asset? You need to get over to the Alpha Beta Report. You can do that by going to alphabetareport.com. That's alphabetareport.com. The guys there are going to equip you with education on the markets, trading, crypto, all the stuff that you need to know. And give you the knowledge that you need to turn that small amount into an incredibly lucrative amount. They've done it. They're not just pontificating. um, They have receipts. And Whitney and I are excited to work with them in 2024 to do the same for ourselves that other people have done with them. So thank you to the Alpha Beta Report for your continued support at the Ohio Press Network. And uh, I'm Jack Windsor, editor-in-chief of the Ohio Press Network. You can read our stuff at theohiopressnetwork.com. And uh, it's kind of all over the place, that first segment, because there's a lot going on. We have a New Hampshire primary today. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Steve Bannon says, man, we're wasting like $250 million on these pet projects to prop up candidates who have no chance. And you know what? By and large, I agree with him. And uh, it really – this is the kind of stuff that keeps me up at night. You know, We've talked a lot about Molly Ball's report on the cabal in 2020 that aligned to make sure that Donald Trump didn't win re-election. And uh, believe you me, they're at it again. I'm holding in my hands. We're going to go through it at some point, not today. Uh, The authoritarian playbook for 2025, that's what they're calling it, the authoritarian playbook. They want you to think that Donald J. Trump is an authoritarian. They want you to think that Donald J. Trump is the guy that's going to exact revenge if he's in the White House, that he's going to weaponize the Department of Justice, the FBI, and come after his political and ideological opponents. There's only one problem that's already going on. The people who are accusing Donald Trump of going to do something are actually the folks who are doing it right now. Um, they, you know, talk about the big lie. Donald Trump and the big lie. There was election interference. Actually, there was election interference. There was. And anyone in the press that can't talk honestly about the fact that Hunter Biden's laptop story was 100% suppressed. The FBI was involved in that. The FBI went, went to uh, social media giants and said, this story has the, all the markings of Russian disinformation. Folks, they had the laptop. The FBI had the laptop for a couple of years, and they either one knew, or reasonably should have known. Either way, they were in dereliction of their duty, and they interfered. Never mind the fact that social media giants also suppressed information. They de-platformed people. They canceled people. They took away your First Amendment right. Now, they have a right to do that as a private entity, but when the government's involved, they don't. That's called suppression of free speech. Election laws were changed all around the country in the 11th hour to allow people to vote in droves. There's still unanswered questions about ballot boxes being stuffed. The movie 2,000 Mules – like it, love it, can't stand it, whatever. You can't ignore it. All of those things added up to an election that was tampered with. Trump calls it a rigged election. Anyone in the free press that if you – and it's not a free press. It's a state press now. Corporate media outlets are, are state press. They are. They are mouthpieces for Marxists. And the minute that you question the election integrity or election results, you're perpetrating the big lie. And you know what they want to do with you now? They want to deplatform you. They're using companies like Institute for Strategic Dialogue, ISD, who's partnered with the United States government, other governments. And they scour the Internet looking for information that is opposite what they want you to read and see and believe. And it's baked into their algorithm. It's baked into their artificial intelligence. So they're going to suppress it and elevate the things that they want you to believe. They're the authoritarians, but they've put together the authoritarian playbook for 2025. Why do I say that? Because the same thing that happened in 2020, they're going to attempt to make it happen again in 2024 before the election is over. And my question is, some of those actors, the never Trumpers, right, the John Kasichs of the world, who actually spoke at the Democratic National Convention, the Lincoln Project folks, who claim to be Republicans, they're not Republicans. They're the permanent state. And the idea is, how do we identify these people? How do we identify these people? I do believe that there is a minority and they're on the fringe, but they're also backed by easy-money Wall Street people, big-tech oligarchs the medical industrial complex pharma big pharma and so your greatest challenge this year is going to is going to be to figure out who's on which side and what well do i drink from without swallowing the poison blue pill of progressivism and i will tell you I think that the the poison blue pill of progressivism is so much around us in everything that when Ron DeSantis drops out and endorses Donald J. Trump, his supporters say orange man bad. Not going to vote for Republicans. I'll vote for somebody else. The 2024 election is binary. You are either with Donald Trump or you're with Joe Biden. There's no middle ground. There's nobody that's going to take out either one of those candidates. So if you're not voting for Donald Trump, you're voting. For Joe Biden, and my biggest concern – and we might, we might have Adam Hewitt on later today to talk about this story. Uh, Ex-Representative Kevin McCarthy blames House Freedom Caucus for stopping Republicans from governing. What a joke. The House Freedom Caucus might be the, the last pure form of representation that real average Americans have in the House. And Kevin McCarthy, you know, the deep state actor, uh, big government lover, is now going to blame them for Washington, D.C. being a swamp? But we might have Adam on. And I think one of the things that he would say is what is what I would say at this point, Joe Biden scares me. But what scares me more than Joe Biden are the people who vote for Joe Biden. Are the people who go to the grocery store and look at the receipt and go, it's transitory. It's all right. We're going to be okay." The people who pay their power bills. Their gas bills, the people who see what's going on in our schools and the radical agenda that looks at somebody who says, I believe girls should only compete against girls, and says, if you believe that, you're a hater. Why do you hate trans kids? What scares me most about this election is I don't know if we're already poisoned beyond the beyond the tipping point. I hope that we're not. I hope that you prove to me that we're not. How's that for a rant, Jeff? I didn't even get into when I wanted to talk about that segment. Imagine that. My wife's somewhere laughing. Like, see, I told you you talk too much. Hey, uh, uh, up next, Secretary of State Frank LaRose is going to be here. He's going to break down last night's GOP-U.S. Senate debate and uh, answer a couple tough questions. So stay tuned.